This is the FM Gold Channel of All India Radio. In the weekly program Money Talk, we now bring you a discussion on highlights of 33rd India Economic Summit. The participants are K.A. Badrinath, Economic Analyst and S. Rangabhasham, Journalist. The India Economic Summit 2019 was recently organized by the Ministry of Commerce and Industry, Government of India, in association with the Industry Body Confederation of Indian Industries on the 3rd and 4th of October. This year's theme was Innovating for India, Strengthening South Asia, Impacting the World. Well, a number of top leaders attended the summit, Bangladesh's Prime Minister, Singapore's Deputy Prime Minister, Union Ministers, industry heavyweights and prominent people from different walks of life attended the meeting and the summit hosted more than 800 leaders from 40 countries. Badrinath, I want to take up each of the issues, each of the highlights and takeaways from the India Economic Summit. I want to start off with this particular aspect, the Drone Delivery India Pilot Project 2020, which is basically an understanding between the government of Telangana and Apollo Hospitals for delivery of medicines to patients and which they are calling it medicines from the sky. What can we expect in times to come that drones would be put to greater commercial use? Yes, drones have two different uses. One, if you recall, there is a security issue that is involved with the drones. Drones have both commercial application as well as security and military application. So here what World Economic Summit, perhaps the India Economic Summit that was discussed in the first week of October, which was held in New Delhi, perhaps was the commercial part of it. And drones are also used mostly, for example, the Telangana government pilot project, I'm aware, they want to try out because, you know, the road connectivity, then the time is of essence if you have to attend to medical emergencies. You cannot negotiate potfield roads and things like that. So, though the road network, even in rural Telangana, is reasonably good, but if you do not have a particular medicine, without which an operation cannot be held, or you cannot uh, provide any medical assistance in terms of emergency, then it's a big issue. Second part is that several state governments and centers have tried to put together cost-effective, affordable medicine outlets. But it's not very easy to keep them running all through the year. The administrative costs are huge. And also maintaining them. And then the turnout of medicines there is a big issue. So, the, perhaps there is a pilot project that is being tried out through Apollo Hospital, which is having a little bit of a rural outreach program along with Telangana government to see, explore. Actually, it's an exploratory stage where you can see if drones can be used for providing real-time medical health care. So, that okay. seems to be the issue which seems to have come up and an agreement has been signed recently during the summit. Perhaps it will take about a year or sometime in 2020, the first medical capsule may be delivered to a rural patient in Telangana, somewhere say in rural Nizamabad district, bordering a village in Gachiroli, which where you cannot easily reach out with the medical professionals, number one. Number two, even if the consultation happens on a mobile phone or a conference call, finally the medicine needs to be delivered to the patient on time. But Madrina, as far as um, drones are concerned, since it is an aerial route, don't you think, you know, now there should be clear-cut regulations, although Director General of Civil Aviation issued some guidelines 
for regulating use of drones but it has to be you know more clear for all the stakeholders so that it does not interfere with civil aviation in 2018 the civil aviation ministry had issued guidelines on the operation of drones, drones. many of the areas are banned for operation of drones especially where there is a security application or a military application because this could be misused by say left extremists perhaps the terrorist operators in kashmir can use the drone operations if you recall there was a issue with the punjab chief minister had issued a statement about the drones which were used from across the border to deliver what arms and ammunition So the point I'm trying to say is the stringent guidelines are being perhaps evaluated guidelines are being tried out for you know application of drones for even hospitality industry the media and communication industry as well as several other economic applications that they have and let's also talk about e-commerce more specifically the e-commerce policy of government of india which came into sharp focus and the us secretary wilbur ross said that probably india needs to find more balance in the e-commerce policy what does that mean what does he want to say that we should tinker the e-commerce policy so that both big players as well as small retailers there is a balance what i read in wilbur ross's statement he himself was in a great businessman before he joined the trump administration as his commerce secretary point here is that the e-commerce in this country what we have to see how it impacts mom and pop stores will it close down the next uh, you know grocery shop in the colony mm-hmm. or somewhere on the outskirts of a village this needs to be evaluated if you recall recently the e-commerce policy has been tweaked already to see that uh, there is enough space for both domestic retail outlets as the well as the big and so point i'm like all said and then wilbur ross has an issue here because e-commerce companies are trying to have unfettered entry into this country with or without any regulation even mm-hmm. a commerce minister said that you know protecting small traders small shopkeepers any country would not allow a e-commerce policy which impacts the jobs which impacts the small businesses okay. and things like that but uh, there seems to be more efficiency in this online shopping a product any product you know when you go and buy in the market is slightly higher than what is available online now Isn't the point it? here is there are two issues in this yes. one there are fakes which are sold online yes. for example if you order something online and what you get ultimately may not be what you have ordered That's and second part is that yes the e-commerce the genuine players are there i'm not saying that every e-commerce player is fake and genuine e-commerce players try to play on volumes yes. try to play on a lot of products and services and they would offer themselves discount or take a cut in the profit sometimes even sell below the selling price yes. actually be yeah. more competitive and dominate the market so there are issues here with the e-commerce people as well so india is already trying to find a balance between the small and medium players and uh, the e-commerce players because this market is very huge unimaginably huge so for there a lot of space for both small big large and medium players 
So you cannot put everything on one player and uh, there will not be fair play there. Let's also talk about something which came into sharp focus and one of the big news in recent times, the corporate tax cuts which were welcomed by the stock market by more than a 2000 point jump on that particular day. But some of the industrialists and the big wigs have also said this is welcome, the corporate tax cut, but that alone won't be sufficient. Probably a cut in personal income tax is also required so that people have money in their hands to spend. Consumption is a big issue today. The yeah. point here is that if the companies doesn't make the investment here or push for expansion, my guess is for some reason domestic companies seem to be little slow in making their investments either in greenfield projects or in brownfield projects. So there's a lot of issue there. And secondly, because of that, the jobs mm. is an issue. And now you talk about uh, seeking, you know, economic stimulus. Mm. Economic stimulus doesn't mean that government should alone go on spending. It is the corporate investments which have to complement what the government is spending. In fact, foreign companies are doing a better job than Indian companies. And henceforth, there should be a balance. So you mean to say that corporate India should come forward, step forward and... They should come forward with in investment. The government is doing all it can do. Who had imagined? Even Indian companies did not imagine that there would be a corporate tax cut. And there is a huge cut that has been offered. And RBI is doing on its part. On its own, interest yeah. rates have, interest been rates have been reduced. And henceforth, if all this is being done by the government of India and RBI and the government agency, what is the response of the companies? My guess is consumption demand can also be pushed by the companies through investments, expansion and better pricing of the products and things like that. But let's also talk about startups as has been discussed in the India Economic Summit as well that funding is a major issue for startups and probably you know there has been discussions and talks about having startup IPOs so that they can have access to funds. Startup IPOs is an issue which has been discussed almost for four years now. But here, when the startup ecosystem was being developed by the Modi government in 2016 and 17, this issue also came up. The non-banking financial companies seems to have been issue and perhaps the first place where they can go for funding. Second part is small investors may not perhaps be interested in making risky bets on IPOs. The point here is the startups cannot be the perhaps the first vehicle for investment of the retail investors like you and me. So it has to be an angel investor always? There could be an angel investor, there could be a corpus fund which is created, there might be the mutual funds can create themselves a startup fund, there could be foreign markets which are more mature. If you see, recall, the Niti Aayog CEO had in fact said that uh, if there is a good startup, could always take the risk of going to the foreign market and tap and the foreign raising, market. raising capital. You spoke about the Niti Aayog's uh, CEO, Amitabh Kant. He also spoke about public sector disinvestment and asset monetization. So what does that mean? All these public sector undertakings, which are the sick and, you know, profit-making ones, both of them, the government would be looking to sell off or at least, you know, part sell uh, the stake and uh, raise money. It goes to the credit of this government that in the last four or five years, the disinvestment targets have been fully achieved or have been surpassed. So even now, when the market was in a very bad shape, the corporate tax cuts have come and perhaps at least temporary relief has been there for the investors who have already invested their hard-earned money in the capital market. 
That's why the temporary slump in the last eight, ten days. Well, the point here is that, uh, yes, uh, disinvestment has to be done and there should be accountability in the investment of taxpayers' money into public sector companies. And third part is that the government has been, uh, you know, pursuing very fast as to how to sell the equities of public sector companies by bunching them through ETFs. So, extend traded the funds, 22, 22 and things like that. And there is the fourth trenchy that is going to come in. And henceforth, it is not that you are just only selling it in bulk when the market is down and down and you sell it away at below the par price. But Badri, what would you say, like it's often said that the business of government is not to be in business. Say, for example, the aviation sector, which is doing well on the basis of private players. So, why not, you know, sell completely Air India and, you know, exit all these commercial sectors. There is a case for, you know, exiting the civil aviation sector. Yes. But how do you manage Air India is the biggest uh, question. With the kind of, you know, debt that has been piled up by Air India, it's not easy to find a buyer. buyer. Second part is, Possibly, Air India started as a private company, if you recall, and it came into the government hands. Now you want to send it back into the private hands. Government did make a statement last year that it has every intention to parcel off Air India while retaining the management stake at least for some time now in the interregnum. And after that, perhaps uh, put it in the private sector. But every country has at least one official airline. Even in the United States, you have an official airline. So henceforth, you can't say that just because it is a market-oriented economy, you can't have a you know state-owned carrier and things like that. Aviation reforms are very much quiet, and even private companies are not doing very well, except two or three. Despite the demand that is there in the market for, you know, huge number of people, you know, flying across, especially with the Udan and Hawaii Chapalwala flying and all that, there is a big talk on that. And you see into the airport, the entire texture of the people who are moving around has changed. Badri, uh, thank you so much for joining us for this discussion. Thank you. You were listening to a discussion on highlights of 33rd India Economic Summit. The participants were K.A. Badrinath, Economic Analyst, and S. Rangabhasham, Journalist. This program was produced and presented by the New Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.com. You can also follow us on the News on AIR app for updates. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com.